Hey, welcome back everyone. Really excited to be back with you. This is More Than Numbers, Enneagram for Entrepreneurs. I am your co-host, Lamar Bratton, along with the Enneagram coach for professionals, Keanu Trujillo. What up, Keanu? How are you feeling today? Welcome, everybody. So excited to have you all back, man. I'm excited about this topic today. The topic that we have today is going to be Enneagram in sales, how to empathize with every person that you're in front of, dependent upon their Enneagram type. It's all about connecting with others. And this is going to help to accelerate that uh, to grow your business, but also grow in your emotional intelligence and self-awareness uh, to just continue to bring impact to people and serve them. So I'm excited to equip the people with this knowledge. Yeah, I love it. And before we get into it, we are going to be talking through all types. So I want to make sure that the listeners can get a little bit of background if they're seeking it. So Keanu, how can they find figure out their own types and also how do they get a little bit more background on the Enneagram as a whole? I think that there's some podcasts out there and some other resources, if you don't mind elaborating on that. If you don't know your Enneagram type or you want more information on the Enneagram, you can email me info at truestrategy.info. I can send you a complimentary assessment and more information on finding your type. But I also did an excellent podcast with the Benham Brothers, Expert Ownership Podcast. And you can find uh, where I talk about all nine types and, and really just explaining the Enneagram in general. But that's also a podcast that you may enjoy as a business owner, as an entre entrepreneur. There are a lot of podcasts out there talking about the information of the Enneagram, but this is the Enneagram for entrepreneurs. Ooh, say it with your chest. I like yes, that. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, no, that's really cool, man. The Benham Brothers really have an amazing podcast, and it was awesome to see you featured on there. They got a lot of heavy hitters. So, yeah, we're really excited to dive into it. So let's go ahead and do this. Keanu, what are we planning on going over today? Well, I want to talk about how uh, to identify the tendencies of each type when you're working with them. And, uh, you know, sales is something that you do no matter what your industry, no matter what your business, and you may not feel like you're necessarily selling something, but you're always yeah. selling yourself, right? You're selling um, who you are, your vision, your mission. So this is applicable to everybody, especially, you know, entrepreneurs. So we're going to yeah. talk about how to, how to identify some of these tendencies. So that way you can best serve your clients and your customers. Right. Right. There's something critical that you said in there is like, no matter what, like don't tune out if you're not in a sales position, don't tune out if you don't, you know, own a business because at the end of the day, you're always selling something. Just like you said, uh, even if you're just an employee, that's not, you're selling your ability to get promoted. You're selling your ability for the raise. Sometimes you might even sell in for that extra vacation time off, you know? Um, and there's different ways that you want to approach things. What comes to me is, thinking about being in this financial planning industry, I talk to a number of different people all the time from engineers to doctors to business owners and all three of their personalities are so different. How many of you have experienced that time where you're, you're in a meeting with an engineer and maybe you are uh, the product that you sell is home remodeling, right? And you're, and you're talking about uh, the, the window paneling and the structure of it but then they want to know the material of it. They want to know the color. They want to do extra research. And you're just wondering what the heck is going on. So Keanu, we're going to be able to help the people with this today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you're kind of identifying some types there, you know, some of the more analytical types, possibly mm -hmm. five, six, maybe even a one, right? Yeah. 
but you know, being able to identify those things in them so you can just better serve them and understand where they're coming from. Because I know for me personally, people that want all those details, that drains me. But now that I understand kind of why, you know, what that means to them to have the details, it's easier for me to empathize and to serve them. Yep. So tell the people, I mean, you like to always make that, that uh, analogy, a square round, round peg into a square hole. Right. Where do you see some of that going on in the Enneagram, uh, sorry, in the sales world versus how the Enneagram can kind of transition that thought process? Well, depending on your type as the professional, as the entrepreneur, you're going to have a way that you do things that is true to you, correct? I mean, if you're doing Mm -hmm. it right, you're going to be self-aware enough to know, hey, this is my method. So I'm not trying to tell you to change your method or your process, but rather to cast a more, a broader net right? To uh, serve a broader range of people. Because for me as an eight, even when I look back on some of my uh, careers that were, you know, sales centered, I attracted a lot of people that were just like me. And you're going to do that, right? There's a leadership principle that says you attract who you are, not what you want. And it's the same thing in sales, right? So you attract who you are, not what you want. And that's fine because the world is so abundant. We can build a career on only attracting people that think the way we do. But why not leverage all of that time and all of those people that you're meeting with so that way you can broaden that net and attract more people because yeah. they're not you know, just solely working to the way you do it, but you're working to the way that they, they want something done. Um, and again, it's not to change yourself. It's just to better empathize and connect with them. Right, right. No, that's really good. So we got a special treat for you guys. We're going to go through every single type. Uh, and if you find yourself in a situation in a sales position with that specific type, what are some of the things that you should be saying and shouldn't be saying that'll really sound like sweet music to their ears rather than nails on a chalkboard? Right. Uh, so let's start off with uh, the phenomenal type one, because that's me. So Keanu, if you are speaking to a type one like myself, what are some key things that you probably want to, some key phrases that you might want to say to a type one and to do exactly what we're looking for? Yeah, well, you know, we want to identify tendencies and in the tendencies, we'll identify their type. So okay. when we see some of those tendencies, so we don't want to, well, not necessarily. I think it's just a common uh, desire to want to type people. So Lamar, okay. once, you, once you, uh, you have all this knowledge of the Enneagram now, I can imagine you're thinking about your mom, your dad, your sister, uh, what types <laughs> are they, right? I bet you they're uh, fill in the blank. And uh, we don't yep. want to do that because it might, might you know, push people away or it won't give us the opportunity to truly get to know them. So I'm not going to teach you how to find someone's type, but to identify some tendencies that may shed some light on their type. Because, you know, we can't send them the Enneagram assessment and find their time right. and say, okay, now I can work with you. I'm going to uh, find a way though. I'm telling you, I'm going to find a way to, hey, if you're my, one of my clients and you're hearing this, don't be shocked if I send you an Enneagram assessment just so I can understand you better. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's, it's, it's to do that, to understand you better, not to manipulate you, but to better lead you and serve you yes. and keeping that in the forefront. You know, I'm, I'm yes. working on some questions with professionals that I work with and I'm looking to develop a course called More Than Numbers, little a sneak peek, where I'm developing questions that you can ask in your process. So that mm-hmm. way you can find some of their types. Before you move on, there, there's a, a, a key thing that I think that the, that the listeners need to elaborate a little bit more on is the fact of not using this to manipulate, but using this to understand. Can you, yeah, can you so, talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. So Jocko Willing says it like this. Leadership is 
leading you or getting you to do something for you or for the betterment of the mission, for the betterment of the goal, correct? Manipulation yeah. is getting you to do something for me, to serve Ooh, my needs. And that's okay. something that all of us as entrepreneurs can get caught in as business owners. Right. I want you to buy this because it benefits me. That's manipulation. So right. this can very easily be used for bad. We want to teach you how to use it for good <laughs> uh, to yeah. better lead and serve somebody so they can accomplish their goals and, and you know fulfill their desires instead of just getting them to do what you want to do. Yeah, no, definitely. No, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, so we don't want to put people in a box. We don't want to manipulate them. But somehow, way, we got to the conclusion that I might be sitting in front of a type one. All right, Keanu, go. Yeah. Well, you know, figuring out first, let's see how we can get to identify that we're in front of type one, um, okay. right and wrong, uh, very methodical, right? Um, you, you all have realized that about Lamar already. Like he said, he's very dialed in with the way he says things, his approach. And really that's the strength that complements this podcast. He figures out the right way to, you know, communicate or to get a point across. And then I just go in and I start talking because that's my strength. Um, but that person is going to be very dialed in, in the rules the regulations, right? The right way of doing things. And so asking them, Hey, you know, and this is something that you can ask any client, but okay. Hey, what's the right way? Like, what is, what do you perceive as the right way to go about this? And, mm -hmm. you know, they might say, well, you know, you're the professional, but a one would probably say, well, you know, this is kind of, these are kind of some things that I've thought about because they are very analytical and they're in their yeah. mind. Uh, it won't fall short on them that you ask them that question. Right. Right. Um, but also asking as you're, as you're on that path of trying to find out if you're sitting in front of a one is, you know, talking about maybe the way that they think of themselves because they have a very loud inner critic. And again, mm -hmm. another question you can ask all types, Hey, you know, tell me about, you know, your self-perception and how this will help that or how, you know, what you're going for um, is going to serve you in the long run because the type mm -hmm. one has that louder inner critic. Now that we've kind of identified, all right, we're in front of this type one, it's communicating that you have their best interest. Uh, you have rules, you have regulations in place. You're going to follow mm -hmm. them to the best of your ability because you want to serve them. Now that's counter to my personality where I would say, Hey, we're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to do, you know, <laughs> we're going to get this done and don't you worry about how we do it, but we're going to get it done. That'd make a one kind of nervous, right? Because right. it's like, well, I don't know. This guy's kind of a loose cannon. Yeah. So that's the way that you can uh, connect with the one there. That's clicking. That's clicking. It's almost to the point where <clears throat> some people, it's like, you can talk conceptually about like, hey, this is what we're going to do for you. This is, you know, X, Y, Z, what this will bring, uh, but not necessarily how do we get about that, right? Where, where for me, that's definitely the case. Like, you can't just tell me that like, we're going to go do something and then not tell me how we're going to do it. That's right. just not going to, that's not going to click for me because I'm going to bug you over and over and over again, why we're doing it, how we're going to do it. And then once I do know, then let's freaking roll. Now let's make right. it happen. Yeah. Uh, and so now I can already see how that helps with the people that I talk to that are also probably type ones is because I lay out groundwork all the time. Here's what we want to do and here's how we're going to do it. And then yeah. sometimes I have seen some clients or people that didn't even become clients. Like I just bored them to death because they're like, I don't want to know all this. <laughs> so, right. so type ones, um, sum it up in a type one, uh, just the, the, the grand scheme. What's the main thing that we want to think about when it comes to a type one? 
understand that they're not trying to limit your approach or to change you in the way that you serve them. They just want to feel comfortable because when Mm -hmm. a type one then feels comfortable, they'll kind of let go of some of the reins. Now, not all of them because they are the improver or the perfectionist, right? Um, They're still going to want to be close to the process, but the more that they see that you are taking those things into account, the more they'll trust you. But I think looking at our relationship, Lamar, I work with you, I work with your team. So you trust me in the way that I'm going to go about things and the way that I conduct myself that you now have given me free reign to work in your business, right? Mm -hmm. So when you do that with the one, they're going to begin to let loose the reins and you can begin to serve them in, in your way because now they trust you that you're going to do things in the right way. Yeah. The same thing too is sometimes our, our clients and people we talk to are great for feedback. I always love asking my clients, you know, how they felt about the process. What do they like? And that's a good thing. That's a good thing to ask a type one. Uh, if you suspect that they're in front of you is just getting their feedback on your overall process. Like you never, you'd be surprised what they might be able to share with you. Yeah, because they're going to naturally find, uh, well, that's a question you can ask any type, but the, the strength of one's going to bring to that feedback is they're going to find the thing that was wrong or was felt kind of <laughs> maybe off yeah. and then they'll help to give that to you. And then you grow continually in your business. Right. I love that. Type two. So yeah. uh, give the listeners an idea of what a type two is and, and how it, what's the best way to approach them. So the type two is the helper and you are going to identify a type two rather quickly, very bubbly, energetic, uh, fun, caring, and helpful. They are the help helper or the (laughs) advisor, right? Um, But a lot of their motives are going to be in the service of others. So Mm. of course there are other types that, that, that will shine, you know, through for and and why they're doing what they're doing, but you'll see that what they're doing is to support others is to really leverage what they have or what they're gaining from you for others. So let's take financial planning, the type two, uh, everything that they're doing, you're not going to get through to them talking about their goals. You're going to get through to them talking about the people that they want to support. And so basically our last episode type twos probably loved that because it was all about being others focused. (laughs) Yeah. But so when they're buying a home, they're going to say that they want to use it to host or have people over or give their space to nonprofits or their church, whatever it may be. Um, It's going to be about others. So if you spend a lot of time focusing on their gain, let's say, for example, this situation happens. Type two wants this because of others. You may have a tendency to bring them back to, okay, that's nice, but let's focus on you. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not going to energize them. And they may still, they may still work with you, but reach speaking to their desire of supporting others is going to um, really accelerate that relationship with you. Yeah. So that makes me think that whatever outcome that you're trying to drive the client to as a type two, you have to help them envision how that's going to help someone that they truly love and care about. If I'm a realtor and I'm showing them around the house and there's this really nice living room. Hey, think about the people that you can have over, the gatherings that you can have, the joy that you can bring. You know, how would you picture and imagine uh, the house being set up to bring that type of vision to life, right? Or even if I'm just an accountant, helping them get organized on their annual taxes and let them know how good they're going to feel. Therefore, if I save money on my taxes, maybe I can uh, have a little bit more fun this summer. Right. <laughs> right? Um, and, and spend some time with my kids and, and take them on a trip because I made a really smart decision with my taxes. Right. So anything, um, even if it's a remodel or if it's a, a software product, talking about how that's going to help them further improve their service to their own clients. Yeah. Uh, type twos will be, that's, that's, that's really nice. I like that. Keanu. Well, 
I work with a lot of type twos and one of my first client was a type two and she wanted me to help to support and uh, coach her leadership team and those that were in, in higher levels within her organization. And if I thought, okay, my role is to fix these people or to identify <laughs> the weak spots and replace them, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to miss the point of what she's looking for now. I could have landed at that to say, all right, I need to come in here and kind of wreck shop and then build it up again, because that would be maybe one of my tendencies. That's right. not the case. She wanted to support them. And the whole reason she brought me in was because I had supported and helped her so much. I had helped mm. her to grow personally and she wanted to share that with others. So then that leads into creating a referring monster with your wow. clients because they just want to get everyone in front of you because of the yep. value that you added to them. So just being cognizant of that and knowing what, again, what they're trying to look for, um, that type two is then going to turn into a referring machine for your business because of the help you gave them to help others. Gosh, when you just, when you just speak their language, right? That's what we're really learning right now. When you just speak right. someone's language, the trust just increase and skyrockets and, the, and they're going to be more comfortable with you. I remember getting in an Uber with my cousin and his girlfriend. His girlfriend is fluent in Spanish. Neither of us are. The Uber driver was a Spanish speaker, fluent. And he, he didn't really speak very good English, uh, but my cousin's girlfriend did. And I just felt the, the joy come out of him when she started speaking to him and he felt like he can communicate and someone understood him and he was comfortable wow. hearing from someone that understood him. And it was crazy. Like it, it was just, it made the ride that much better. I had no clue what they were talking about, oh, but, um, but whatever it might've been, he felt so much better because we're speaking his language. And that's what we're trying to help the listener with right now as we're going through these types. Right. So speaking their language, absolutely. Making them feel at home and comfortable. That's great. Yep. All right. So now we're on to a type three. What's a type three and uh, how should we approach them? The type three is the achiever. Uh, so this one is going to be, it's going to be easy to identify, but also maybe kind of difficult to identify because the type three okay. is a, well, it just depends uh, because, <laughs> and, and the three, the six and the nine are all like that. The type three is the person yeah. that will become what they need to be to appear uh, successful. So when you're initially working with them, it may be hard to identify exactly what they're looking for because, well, it, it depends on the okay. situation, but what will uh, rise to the surface is their desire uh, to appear to be successful. Now that doesn't make them mm. disingenuous. It just, it, it really matters to them. So when they're working with you, uh, don't be surprised if, if they're going to ask, Hey, tell me about your history because they yeah. want to know that they're affiliated with other successful people also. And that's fine. Mm. Um, but again, don't be surprised by that question. So if they're asking you things like that about uh, that seem to be more appearance focused. Now okay. behind that drive and that desire for appearance is a lot of success. They are the successful achiever. So yeah. they will be successful. Um, but, you know, helping them to, to meet that need of having that appearance and feeling really proud about it, but also caring about your appearance. So that, mm. I mean, I, I hope that goes without saying to take care of your appearance when you're facing <laughs> right. clients, but hey, maybe right. it needs to be said, but you know, yeah. your appearance will matter to them as well. Now mm. that doesn't mean go in and rent a Maserati so you can go to the business meeting, right? That's, that's not what I'm right, saying. Right. I'm just saying, take care of yourself, you know, be, be clean cut and, and you know, whatever it may be, but that'll matter to them. And again, I'm not trying to change you, but identify them. 
But right. you know, when they're buying a home, uh, it'll matter, right? What 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 it looks like. It'll matter. The the appearance will matter. And I think that matters to all of us. But it will really rise to the surface with them. Yeah. And the way that you can serve them is is really asking, you know, hey, why does that matter? Because this is one of two things. One, you'll help them to achieve it. Or two, you'll help them to get underneath the surface. So that way they yeah. don't necessarily uh, purchase something or do something because of appearance. And then six months right. later, they drop you because right. it seemed to appear great at the time. But now I don't know if that was really it. So just helping them to yeah. identify their motives. And, and that's uh, why we have to look out for their, their interests because they may want to do something that they feel like on the surface is going to help them uh, meet the appearance of what they're looking for. Right. But sometimes if we help them think a little bit long-term about the counter effects of that, they might say, hey, today, that's going to make you look and feel very good. But five years from now, this is really how you're going to look. Right. That will probably, That's like a jab to me when I think of a type three, that, that could be a, the type of poke that needs to happen in order to change the direction of something that they might be heading into danger. Well, again, it is all leadership, not manipulation, but leadership. So helping to serve them in that way. I had an yeah. interview with the, with the Benham brothers yesterday, but they talked about when they're coaching people, they talk about five whys. You have to ask why five times before you really move into a conversation with the client. Hey, hmm. you know, why do you want to purchase this home? Okay, why does that matter to you? Okay, tell me more about that to really get yeah. underneath the surface. Now, what I enjoyed was you pair that knowledge from these amazing business owners and the Benham brothers with right. what you know about the Enneagram. And now you're going to ask those five whys, which will take you to a place of specifically speaking to that person on what they're looking for. So it just helps to, to, you know, hone in on the target even more. So five whys and, you know, understanding their tendencies, their type and what they're really desiring. And again, accelerating the relationship, creating a lifelong client. I like it. I like it. So now we're on to type four. Uh, who is the type four? What should we be saying to them? So the type four is the romantic or the individualist. So this person wants to be unique. They want to stand out. They want to do things differently. So if you see that they are wanting to do things differently and be unique, don't yeah. say things like, I do this for all of my clients. I have other <laughs> clients like you. I serve all my clients in this way, right? Because I've leveraged that language before in business. And I thought it was a good idea for them to know that I'm consistent, correct? And that may be something yep. you say to a one or a five or a six or a nine, not yep. a four, because they don't want to be just like everyone else. And if they feel like they're just wow. like everybody else within your business as well, not that mm -hmm. they won't work with you, but again, it's not about closing the sale. It's about creating the relationship. So right. help them to realize how they are special, how they are unique to you, how they're going to work. You're going to work unique to their desires, not yeah. just this all encompassing umbrella approach. And, uh, you know, that one may be an easy one to, to identify, uh, they'll be very in touch with their emotions, but also again, wanting to be unique and different. So I work with a client and it was very easy to identify, uh, where she was saying, you know, in my salon, I want to have, uh, products that nobody else has seen before. And I want to have a salon like, like no other in the, in the area and everything was about being different. Um, you know, and those are some, yeah, those are some tendencies that you can identify in a type four. Yeah. Um, but then also coaching them to see, Hey, is that really important? Because that product that you're selling, it's not really selling because yeah. nobody knows it, right? You can right. be, and you are unique outside of what you do. And so yeah. helping them to understand that. And again, understanding their desire, it's really going to accelerate uh, the yeah. relationship with that customer. Yeah. It made me think of uh, how 
we've been trained a lot to let people know when a lot of people are doing something similar. Because it is true, a lot of people do want to not be that only person that does something stupid, right? And so, hey, if I'm going to do this, at least I know that a lot of people are. And that's a technique that has been groundly taught in sales industries all over and over and over again. To let them know that, hey, a lot of people do this. You're not the only one. But if you're saying that to a type four, you literally can just be turning them completely off by making that statement. Well, I think it's a both end because you do want to create consistency, right? You want to build relationship with them and them understanding yeah. that uh, you know what you're doing, but just ensuring that you reinforce that even though a lot of people do this or a lot of people like to work with me because of these reasons, and yet I'm going to work specifically to your needs. So you can yeah. kind of do both because you do want yeah. to create that relationship, that consistency, yeah. uh, but just not stopping there, right? Right. So something along the lines of, when I think of a good comment to say would be if you're trying to meet in the middle would be other people that are uniquely positioned like you are. Here's some of the things that we may work around. And there's some tiny nuances dependent upon each specific situation because not everyone's the same and you're very much different than the rest of the world. But right. here's some of the things that other people who are uniquely positioned do as well. That's great language right there. Solid. They call me the language master where I'm at. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't you, be in your industry and be as successful as you are without, you know, knowing how to communicate. Uh, type five. Type five, the investigator. Well, we kind of touched on this a little bit. The person, the engineer, right? The person mm -hmm. that wants all of the details. Don't, don't skimp on the details. Um, yeah. They want to, they'll also, uh, you'll be able to identify them because they will come in um, with a lot of knowledge about your industry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're the person that says, well, I've researched, uh, you know, this, this location of this home. I've researched uh, these stocks. I kind of do some trading on yeah. my own. I've, I've researched these insurances. Uh, they want to have enough information to exist in the world. So they're going to come in with a lot of information and your job is not to outsmart them. Okay. Mm. Your job is to get into conversation with them around the things that they're learning. And I know that wow. this is a tendency for you to say, okay, now I got to prove that I'm the professional and they're not. No, yeah. they want to have conversation with you, introduce things in a way that's like, man, you know, you've really studied up on this. You've really, you know, did your research. You just clicked on something that was crazy. Like that just hit my, hit my mind. So when you said engage into a conversation, right, instead of proving them that, Hey, I know more than you. Right. To me, that makes me think that I should be asking them, hey, what did you learn? Hey, I, I know you did some research. What did you find? Yes. And then you'd be surprised. I, I feel like the conversation will go really well from there. 100%. Because they're going to want to educate and show you that they have enough information and enough knowledge. Now they're going to be much more comfortable with you because of that. So, yeah. you know, being saying, okay, this person values my knowledge. If they can't put that knowledge out there, it's almost like a barrier of security. If right. they can't put that knowledge out there, then they won't feel comfortable enough with themselves. It won't be about you. It'll be with themselves. So right. that is a, a great point there, Lamar. Do you think that there's any possible way to speed up a five? Because <laughs> like, when I think of these type fives, I'm like the research, you go, it's a trap and it goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. But sometimes people just need to take action now. It's the best thing for them. As much as you can find all the information will do, especially if you know that what's right for them, they're just going to find the information that will confirm that. Right. But is there a way to, for them to speed up or, or we just have to live with the fact that it's going to be slower? Well, here's what's going to happen. When a five is unhealthy or they feel insecure, they're 
they take on the unhealthy characteristics of the seven, which is to become an escapist. So this is okay. a person that's just going to flat ghost you, right? And oh, you're like, man, okay. I've been working with them for months and months and months. And now all of a sudden I can't get a hold of them. That's an unhealthy tendency. But oh. the upside of the type five is taking on the healthier characteristics of the eight. So okay. you already touched on it. When you allow them to explain what they're learning, to explain their knowledge, and then meet them yeah. in their need, not to outsmart them, but to help serve them, um, yeah. that's what's going to speed them into action, right? Taking on mm. more of that eight where they feel, I got all my knowledge out there. I know that the person serving me is knowledgeable in the field as well. And yeah. now we can take action, taking on some of that eight. Yeah. All right. So that was types one through five, man. That was really fun. Learned a lot from you, Keanu. That was amazing to see you dive through that. And that was just scratching the surface. Like these types have wings, like a five can take on characteristics of a four at sometimes. And then right. a three, uh, 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 what's on the other side, a six at sometimes. And so right. these types have wings, they have ways that they react in health and unhealth. So it's, it's so critical uh, that we uh, dive as deeply as we can into this. And we're just going to understand our clients better. And really thanks for that, Keanu. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's so much more to understanding them. We're just talking about their core motivations, their core desires and, and scratching, of course, like you said, scratching the surface on connecting with them. We're going to wrap it up for this episode. We covered type one through type five and working with them. And our next episode will cover type six and type nine and how to identify and best serve them. Man, that's going to be a really exciting treat when we get there. So Keanu, tell the listeners how we can get back in touch with you so we can learn more about our own types and others that are around us. So if you're a business owner uh, or entrepreneur leading a team, you can email me info at truestrategy.info to gain more insight, to uh, get a, a complimentary assessment, to find your type and maybe talk about implementing some of these things on your team. Or you can follow me on all social media platforms, all of them, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Keanu underscore Trujillo, and uh, we can engage there. Hey guys, make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you like the podcast. If this is something that's been beneficial to you, share it. Please share it. Uh, let's get this word out here. We really want to continue to help more and more people. Absolutely. And leave us a review. Um, we're on all platforms. Leave us a review if there's there are certain topics that you uh, find valuable as an entrepreneur or business owner, and we'd love to cover those. All right. Well, that wraps it up, guys. Uh, once again, my name is Lamar Bratton, along with the Enneagram coach for professionals, Keanu Trujillo. This has been More Than Numbers, Enneagram for Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm.